1: Well, we're on Saturday Magazine, live from Prickly Bottom, uh, you're joined with Nevena and Maka. And Maka, we have our next guest on the line now. We're so pleased to be joined by Paul byrne Moroni, who's an advocate for the intersex community and going to be telling us all about the new show on Joy, The Eye in Us. The
0: Eye in Us.
1: Welcome, Paul.
0: Thanks for having me on. Unless, of course, you're having me on.
2: <laughs> well, well, we're not yet. We're not yet. Well, bit bit later in the interview, we'll do, we'll we'll do that. Um, a great you and a great new show, Paul. And tell us about you know putting this you know putting the idea together and what you want to do and making it happen. Um, you must feel pretty good about this new show.
0: Yeah, it's 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 pretty extraordinary. I did the radio training last year. I, it wasn't that long ago that I was peering in from the training room to both of you doing your <laughs> show. And, yes,
2: but, Just despite that, know, he through, still decided. Through the glass window. <laughs>
0: yeah, as you were thinking, gee, I wish they'd put that reflective um, <laughs> screen on there. <that." laughs> um and yeah, that was less than a year ago. And I, I, I've been in at joy and been interviewed in the past uh, by other presenters when Joy was at Burke Street and in particular by um, Andrea Ka- Kaptinas, um, yeah. who, who used to do the podcast in sections. So I wasn't unfamiliar with the studio, uh, but I was, I'm certainly been unfamiliar with being a broadcaster and doing the panel and all that. But I just recognised that once... Andrew's show was no longer happening we needed a voice yes. again we needed a voice on joy and so I did the radio training and pitched the I in us and that we're always or many of us are hearing often about the I in the LGBTIQA plus mm-hmm. community or acronym but also knowing that the joy audience is also everyone else in the community as well mm-hmm. I thought the perfect name would be the I in us and Provide opportunities for all of us to learn from each other, and we are—we uh, d- we only know about our own lived experience. So, we—I've already pretty well planned out 22 weeks <laughs> of shows and 16 really? agreed guests and pre-records, and the first one's not—it happens this Wednesday at seven to eight PM. So, yeah, I've got a—I've done—I've been working hard to alleviate my stress. <laughs> And it's very exciting. And as far as I know, it's the first time we've had a live-to-wear intersection yeah. show uh, anywhere in Australia. And there's only one or two others in the world is, that I'm aware of.
2: And we're better than to, <laughs> to be on joy. On Joy.
0: But, you know, well, I'm, just, together,
2: I'm just thinking, <laughs> you know, Nevena, imagine that. He's got. They've got... 22 show They've got it all worked They've out. They've
1: got it all worked out. We've got I a few mean, my things God. to learn from you, Paul. You know,
2: so who, who's the first who's, who's the first guest, Paul? Can you tell us that?
0: Well, the first, yes, us. So the first show is I've got Little Jace on. Now, Little Jace will yep. be, and effectively is my co-host, but Little Jace is about to commence the radio training on Saturday, February 17, I believe. So in effect is my first special guest on the show. And we'll simply be talking to everyone, you, the listener out there, about the show, about what you can expect. Mm-hmm. We'll be inviting you to text in and email in and ask any questions, let us know anything about the intersex community that you might like to know. And we'll, yeah, we'll, we'll have an opportunity to engage, talk a little bit about ourselves, little Jason and me, play some songs, and it'll be the first hour to launch our Radio Korea.
1: We've just had a text from At Little joy, Jason. Of course. <laughs> of course. Of it says course. you and I will be great hosts of the U, uh, the I in Us, and we're very much looking forward to it, Little Jason. And so the I in Us is going to encourage intersex people to connect with each mm. other, feature younger and older members of the community. And it's also going to be educational um, and explore health, diversity, stigma, hiding, diverse bodies, fear of disclosure, and relationships as well as sexuality and intimacy. Why is it so important that we make sure that the intersex community is heard in such a way, Paul?
0: So often we're not. So I, I was consulted by the NDIA yesterday for an hour. Uh, this Monday evening will be consulted, our community of advocates will be consulted by Victorian government regarding um a whole range of policy strategies within the Victorian government. Mm -hmm. But even when we're involved in these consultations, it doesn't necessarily mean that what we share is reflected in policies that that eventually get released. And so this is an opportunity for our community to share what we need to, to everybody. And that's not just to ourselves. I really want to highlight that this is a show for all of us. It's an opportunity for everyone in the community to engage and learn about the intersex community. And we have a wonderful friend, Bloom, who who has a podcast series, um, Bloom is an intersex performer and podcaster in Melbourne, went around the streets of Melbourne only last October, a week before Intersex Awareness Day, and asked a range of people if they knew what the I was within the LGBTIQA plus acronym. And and only two of them knew. One of them a young person, by the way, which was great to hear. And then they were asked if, uh, if they knew what intersex was. And majority of people still have no idea what intersex is, or they have a... Uh, a a skewed understanding or a misguided uh, understanding because often in say inclusion training and things we're not consulted before the products are put out there and it's often just not accurate so this is it we want to we want we want to be heard rather than other people telling talk talking for us.
1: That is such a a great sentiment and great way to be able to share that with our community and beyond our community. And Paul, for folks who might be listening in who want to learn more about intersex or just want to have a bit of understanding, could you provide us uh, with an explanation of who members of the intersex community are?
0: Intersex is an umbrella term and it refers to people born with naturally occurring innate Variations in sex characteristics that don't align with social or medical norms of what it is to be male or female, mm-hmm. and those differences we are born with. So, you can't become intersex yeah. during life if you weren't born intersex, if you know what I mean. And the variations could be bodily, hormonal, or chromosomal. Mm-hmm. So, I, for example, most people would think that a male has. XY sex chromosomes, and a female has XX sex chromosomes. My sex chromosomes are XXY. So either XS plus Y or XY plus X, whichever way you want to look at it, but that extra X has played a big role in my life mm. in many ways, including having wonderful intuition. Uh, but um, So thank you for that X, extra X. <laughs> I, I've, I've, li- I've lived with you every day of my life, my X. <laughs> and uh, I can't seem to get rid of you, but yeah, it's it's uh, there are so many variations, and and a lot of uh, unfortunately, uh, people with my variation and any sex chromosome are actually deselected from IVF programs and reproductive. You know, when a a pep, when parents go in and have their embryos checked to see if they're normal or okay or whatever, then we're deselected. So, and i you know I have a degree, I, you know I have all this um, you know intelligence and experience in work and a good life and a family of parents and so and you know obviously parents but you know Mm. a partner um and yet we're deselected so that's one degree of almost eugenics that happens for our community and then there are the kids born with uh what is described as ambiguous genitalia and they're Mm. only described as ambiguous because they're not clearly male or female rather than seeing them as male and female diversity and operations are still occurring in Melbourne, in Australia, around the world on these kids uh, at the choice of the doctors or the parents to say, oh, we would like our child to appear more male or appear more Mm -hmm. female. And we would like to raise them as a male or a female. And there's no proof. They do it because they think there will be stigma and teasing and they won't cope. But there's no evidence to suggest that kids aren't operated on to experience those things. But there's bucket loads of evidence to suggest that those who are operated on experience an enormous amount of trauma in their their lives. So we've got so much to share and so much to talk about. Uh, There's over 40 different variations and nearly 2% of our population is intersex.
1: Paul, thank you so much for sharing that with us. I know I'm incredibly excited mm. to be tuning in to The Eye in Us. Little Jason, thank you for texting in. We'll be listening loud and proud on joy. Paul, thank
2: you for joining yes. us on Saturday Magazine. And good luck. You'll be on the other side of the glass next week. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Thank you, Mac. As a speaking to a veteran, I believe, of thirty years, to a newcomer, and <laughs> yourself as well, Nivana, I'm really proud and grateful to be on the show today.
2: Our pleasure, our pleasure. And uh, listeners, February seventh at seven pm, tune in. Uh, you're going to hear a brand new intersex show, The Eye on Us, and I think possibly one of only three shows, intersex issues, live on radio in the world.